0: Welcome to the Dad Strength Podcast, helping you earn the mug that says world's greatest dad. The Dad Strength Podcast is an Unlearning Network production. My name is Jeff Gervitz. I am your host. I am a fellow dad, and I am the boss, applesauce, or am I? As a coach, I look at things through a collaborative lens. I will work with you to the best of my abilities, but the question begins with what do you want to do? And honestly, it can be a tough one for a lot of people to answer, to really answer. I think that getting to the heart of what is important is an unfolding process. I was speaking with a good friend earlier this year about school. I'm an idealist of sorts, and I am testing out a theory. Gently probing it is probably a better description. It's about education. It's about career. It's about self-determination. And I believe until proven otherwise that positive things happen when you give people a lot of autonomy. My friend jumped in and said, No, listen, kids don't know what they don't know. You can't just give them free reign over their education or over their life. And I don't think that's out of left field, but it's not about delegating everything completely. It's not about checking out, it's about support at the right leverage points. This is what educators call scaffolded learning. The kids are pretty good, they've got lots of control within whatever it is they're working on, but an expert is there to help pinpoint where and when. They'll need a little extra help. So I believe in high autonomy, but there are some requirements. You have to continue to unpack what's important to them. Like I said, this is ongoing. You hold them to high standards, what they're capable of, and then you give them enough support for them to really deliver on that. Meanwhile, you have to do what you say you're going to do. The trust part is non-negotiable. This is coaching stuff, but it's also parenting stuff. And that's the thing. Before I was a parent, I already had a decade of coaching experience. So while it doesn't cover the full gamut of parenting, there is still a skill set that I think has really helped me. My guest today is a fellow coach. And I kept this conversation almost completely raw. I've been doing a lot of editing this season. I've spoken about it. But there are a couple of reasons that I didn't want to mess with this. One is that we speak frankly and honestly about some of our frustrations as parents, our shortcomings. Another one is that this is our language. We are in our element speaking about coaching. Rich Thaw is a straight up excellent coach. I met him over a decade ago through Mike Boyle, an OG coach who was a guest in season one. I have known Rich to be in constant evolution over his career. He is the founder of Empower Sports and Fitness Training in Montreal. He seems to be on breakfast television there every other day. He's a great representation of smart, sustainable training with an edge to it. And he is the father of a four-year-old whippersnapper. Quick reminder, you can go to dadstrength.com slash feedback to get in touch, to share your thoughts on the episode, uh, to learn more about what I'm doing back here. So I have a question for you. If you find yourself on dadstrength.com slash feedback, tell me, when was the last time you lost it and then got it back together in front of your kids? Rich and I begin our conversation with a book. This is often how things start with us. This one is Do Hard Things, Peak Performance, The Passion Paradox and the Science of Running by Steve Magnus. We both really like what this guy has to say about sports, physical training and mindset. The piece that Rich is referencing here is about kids, and more specifically, it's about the feedback tools that we use to work with them. Let's get into it.
1: One thing they're talking about is this teacher or this kind of process where they're teaching six-year-olds on how to, like, essentially the process of like behavioral motivation or behavioral science, behavioral psychology, whatever you want to label it, um, where they pretty much told the kids, like, the old style of learning was if you're being if you're misbehaving in class, we're gonna move like a little pin in front of your name to from a green being like, you're being good to the yellow. If you do it again, we'll move you to a red. So like the whole class sees like, you're not being a good kid. So that's kind of teaching or coaxing the kid into like better behaviors. But in reality, what they found was that's not at all the case. It actually kind of beats the kids down emotionally, internally. So what they did, or they were doing this huge study, they called it a reset where they give the kid the opportunity to reset the teacher says, hey, would you like to reset? Would you rather finish your um, task or your project at your desk or at my desk? So like, she's given them a chance to reset as their cue to be like, hey, this behavior that I'm doing isn't acceptable or helpful, and gives them two options, both of which she's guiding them, but she's given the choice to the kid.
0: When I think about the uh, meta language, that's going on. Kids are adaptable and they're just sort of, they are still in a stage where they're like, oh, adults know what they're doing. And all of this is very well thought out and organized, right? And therefore, when an adult says, hey, by the way, your success is 100% dependent on your performance relative to your peers. And we are creating an economy where um, if you do poorly, you will, um, in terms of behavior, you're, you're low down in this economy. Right, so this is all extrinsic, uh, and pays no attention to what's going on in terms of their internal processes. Um, and I can imagine why that sucks. I I can empathize with that a lot. And then, in the other scenario, they're like, "We are Im- we are assuming from Jump Street, kid wants to be a good kid and wants to do this, but they're having some challenges. And so now the question is, hey, um, how can I help you be more successful with this? Did, did you just need a reminder? Do you, do we need a? A change of scenery and a little more support. Uh, I I'm not I'm not shocked. I don't know. Was that was that your vibe on it?
1: That was yeah. That was. I'm not shocked about that either. But I like how they approached. Like they, I like how they approached the scenario. Whereas like obviously these, this was with a group of six year olds. I don't know if I would preface that, but um, I like how they put a word there to identify. That the kid was like misbehaving without telling them like hey you're being a piece of shit stop it you know because obviously mm-hmm. all kids can get to that point um but giving them the chance to like meditate if you will on that behavior or call attention to that behavior and then give them kind of options so be kind of like guiding them towards a better outcome but yet the outcome is
0: theirs yeah if you're like so, if you're if you come to me as a coach right or if, if i go to you you know and, and this is your whole jam right somebody you know approaches you as a coach and says, "I want you to help me on this behavior. I'm really serious about it. like I need to change some things. Um, maybe, maybe vascular health is, is a big priority. And they're like, "This is really important to me. I want to be around. I've got these deep wise for it. But sometimes they forget, and sometimes <clears throat> they, they go into old habits. Your job as a coach is not to go, "You're a real piece of shit, you know that?" Uh, <laughs> it is to go by the way, hey, is this, is this still a priority? If so. Yeah. how do we how do we reset here right yeah. one of those one of those totally. is uh you are you're aligned you're you're an ally with somebody and in the other one you're forgetting about the kid and focusing on control
1: yeah totally i think that's i think that's the approach they are trying to take and that's more or less the approach i've taken raising my son um i can't speak for you but it seems as if like us in like the health industry are more aware to these types of tactics we'd be like gently drawing attention to the behaviors that we don't necessarily want. And then inevitably we'll get caught up in like the frustration of our lives and be like, Hey, st- stop it. You know, like enough. Why? And then you could ask why? Because I freaking said so. That's why, you know.
0: I'm um, the boss applesauce.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's, that's,
0: yeah. Well, so I, and, and I want to, we, we, kind of agreed beforehand we're going to talk about some dad stuff and some some of the frustrations or the not so kind of storybook style emotions that come along with parenting but i like to get into that i wanted to ask you where do coaching and parenting come together for you what skills do you think you developed as a as a coach as a professional um that now help you uh be a good dad
1: Ooh, good question i like that right off the bat i want to say perspective taking Rather than, like, empathy. Like, if I was in his shoes, his being my son's, um, like, how do I see the situation that I've never really encountered before? This is all new. Like, puzzles right now. We're working on, like, Spider-Man puzzles and Green Goblin and and all that kind of stuff. Um, stuff. So, like, he doesn't really grasp the concept. Regardless of how big or so how small the pieces are. Today was the first day. He's, like, saw a puzzle. It was, like, in a book. He tore out the pieces. He goes, Daddy, I don't know what to do. So he's just like never seen the
0: problem before. So and so and he he verbalized that to you, Daddy. I don't know what to do.
1: Yeah, he goes, Daddy, uh, I can't do this. And I looked at him. He goes, "It's hard. Can I have some help?" So that's, that's amazing. What, yeah. So what I what I went over with him in the past is saying something as simple as like, "Hey, don't say you can't. Say it's hard," because you can't do it. You just don't know how. He goes yes. Okay. Cool. So say it's hard. He goes it's hard. So we've we've been working on that. And he, he I mean. Sometimes he does his, I can't when he's in a mood and whatnot, but when he's a little bit more grounded, if you want to label that, he says, mm-hmm. it's hard. Can I have some help? So that's what happened this morning. Um, and exactly. then I was, so I showed him like, here, these are the corner pieces. These are the ones you start with. These are easy. And then from there we find the middle pieces and we just like try. And sometimes they don't work and sometimes they do. And we just put them here if they don't work and we put them here if they work. So we, we went through two this morning before school and you see like, just like with an exercise, just like with training or anything else, like you kind of got to let them mess up a little bit, like let them figure it out without like over coaching or over cueing. And then inevitably it either gets better or they need more practice. Like it's honestly as simple as that.
0: Agreed. Perfection of execution is not the, the top priority.
1: No, it's more of just like doing the thing. Yeah.
0: It's doing the thing, yeah, navigating, um, you know, what you're describing is kind of building an internal language, going from a binary, adding another option, another shade. Oh, it's, ho- it's hard. Or this is a thing that I can't do on my own or I can't do easily, you know, or I can't do quickly, whatever it is. And now we can start to um, engage in problem solving. So, yeah, I, I agree. It speaks well to you as a parent that your kid would articulate this and ask you for uh, for support, and then turning that same question back on me, I think that what I'm good at is figuring out what is um, what is a level of challenge that you can handle on your own or and what mm-hmm. is a level of challenge that you can handle with just like a little bit of extra support sometimes it's reassurance, sometimes it's um, just minimal information,
1: yeah. yeah, I think yeah, so uh, on that reassurance you i I see that a lot with. Uh, with my son these days, like just knowing, I, mean, I knew this about um, grown adults or people for that matter, just all people is that they will try anything, do almost, I shouldn't say anything, almost anything and risk almost anything, knowing that there's relentless support for them on the other side of this endeavor. I'm seeing this in, in Brody kind of the same way as like, Hey dude, so we just, I just bought him rollerblades last week or two weeks ago. Um, bit the bullet, spent way too much on them. But I was like, forget mm-hmm. it. You know what? we would have them forever. Who cares like felt like, dude, these are super. Yeah, they'll never outgrow like, them. Yeah, except never. Never. <laughs> he's, never four, right? yeah, he's four,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. He, yeah. That that'll be his foot size forever. You're good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, it's one of those that like expand to like seven different sizes. So like, oh, okay, 130 bucks. Like, I don't want to spend 130 dollars on kids' blades. It's wild um but obviously i did so it <laughs> speaks to me as a parent my kids live my, my dreams whether whether he wants it or not you know um but yeah so i i, I prompted i was like hey listen dude this is going to be super slippery you're going to fall a lot we're going to put pads on you like you do when you play hockey on the ice it's not really going to hurt and sometimes it's going to hurt when you fall and sometimes it's not but i'm going to be right here holding you just in case you do
0: so you um, you give me a heads up hey FYI, it's going to be nor- not 100%. only normal to fall, it's going to be normal to fall a lot.
1: it's going to hurt when you fall sometimes. And sometimes it's not going to hurt at all. And that's, yeah. that's it. But yeah, so that, that, that's that's the kind of gentle uh, guidance that I kind of give. Tell me about how, how you approach those situations. I'm curious from your end, from a coaching perspective.
0: Yeah, same, same thing as described. I think there's sort of a, a sweet spot for mistakes. You know, it's like one year old and, and you're like, oh, you need to snap all these, you know, snaps up and do your zipper. Come on. It's like you're, you're asking for something beyond their their motor skills, right? And when, when my son was learning to zip up a coat, I would, you know, I would start it for him. i get him into position. Uh, like the mm-hmm. first reps are like are successful ones. So sometimes I was just like, oh, here's what it looks, you know, here's what it feels like when you start zipping. I mean, he'd go from the bottom. Cause they knew you yeah. could take it from there. And then you start to kind of, you put it in and then you take it out a little bit and you start manipulating those things. And, and what I'm always looking for is what is a level of challenge where kind of he has to try and like navigate a little bit of frustration to get through it. And that if he does that, it's just like effort and focus, same thing with adults, right? Effort plus focus, right? With the skill set you have, you know, in the context we're in, um, and you've got this and you do that. You build a, a huge track record like that either as a coach or a parent. And, you know, then the time that you, you get to where you're like, hey, I needed to do this thing that feels to you like it's not doable. They're Like, well, he's, he's batting a thousand right now, you know, from the, from the last, you know, multiple years. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Right here. Like that. Yeah. When you get frustrated or when, like, when you lose patience? okay <laughs> okay all right <laughs>
1: okay let's do that is that so open to the question when you lose when you lose
0: when you oh. like if, if you're with your kid what are the patterns you notice around like losing patience or just like not not um being super well regulated
1: so uh i actually had a a weekend this weekend where it was just like a lot he was just being a lot um and i needed i told my wife i was like I, I need a minute like I just give me two minutes let me just do it. like remove myself from him situation like him asking for some daddy 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 mommy i want i need I want. i was like just like i wanted to tell him just like get, get the you know one of those um but like you can't and i don't think he really grasps the um demand like i i it's just like well it's just a, a lot and and i believe if you're a parent of a kid around our kids age and you can resonate with this it's just a lot of asking and never like a second to sit down without like <sighs> to breathe um so we went my wife myself and him went for a bike along the Lachine Canal here in Montreal uh i had one of those like bike attachments where I pretty much attach his bike onto mine. Like his does a wheelie and I pull him along and it was, it was, it was great. It was tons of fun. Um, but like, there was never a moment to just like relax. He was always asking, I'm hungry. I need this. I want water. I have to go pee. Uh, on the way there, he was like, when are we there? And I always like bang with his toys. Um, he was doing kid stuff and I'm just, I'm just like, so I tried to communicate to him a couple of times. Hey, like daddy needs a second. We just play the quiet game, like power off, you know, mm-hmm. he's like, ha, power on. Ha, ha, ha. Um, so i was like, okay, let's, let's, can you take an
0: energy, different totally. energy.
1: Um, it turns out he was just overtired. Like, cause come six o'clock on the drive home, which was all of 25 minutes, he passed out like unconscious. He usually goes to bed around eight o'clock. Um, so he was just lit. All day from like I don't know excitement or something like that. So I tried my best not to yell at him, um, mm-hmm. but I knew that once I raised my voice, I saw his response, and then I realized, it's like, okay, like he doesn't understand that he's being extra or too much or uh, all about him right now. He doesn't understand that mommy and daddy need to sit down, and take a breath, without him demanding something. Like he he's just being him
0: like yeah he's tired and just kind of sprinting to try to catch up and not hundred um, percent you know at his best at his best yeah cognitively.
1: yeah so uh once i saw the look on his face i was like listen i'm, I'm sorry like i i'm just tired like when i'm tired and when i raise my voice it doesn't mean i don't love you it just means that i'm frustrated i don't know how to express my emotions can we just sit down for a second and talk mm-hmm He's like, yes. So we sat down and I told, explained it to him. Like, listen, I'm not mad at you. I'm just, I just need a second. Like, um, I'm having a hard time. I just want to relax for a second. Okay, daddy. Can I play over there? Yeah, you can play over there. Like, so, so once we got to that point, then we can like bring it back down. Um, But I think handling the frustrations is is really tough because he doesn't, uh, what do you call that? Like take in the, frustrations that are happening around what he's I want to say building like he he doesn't understand how his actions could be super frustrating or consuming by myself and my wife. but at the same time like if we try to explain to him when he's in that state it won't get through to him
0: yeah no they're I don't I don't think a four-year-old is there in terms of theory of mind and like being able to imagine another perspective so yeah and you kind of realize like whatever my default reaction is, it's, it's not working so hot.
1: Yeah. So so I explained to him uh, last night, actually, the concept of reset that we just went over before with Steven Magnus's book. Um, mm. And I was like, all right, Brody, we're going to try this new, new trick. I'm going to ask you if you want to reset. Do you know what reset means? He goes, no. It's like a reset means I'm asking you if you want to behave differently because the way you're behaving right now isn't so great. So if I'm being mean, if I'm being angry to you, you can ask me, daddy, do you want to reset? Nice. So I kind of like let it go both ways. I was like, do you want to practice yeah. this? Yeah. So, so we practiced a couple times and I'm going to try to keep using that um, as just like a word to pull him out of that state. Um, and hopefully he can do the same for me. I don't know if it's going to work that well, but in theory it
0: should. I, th- I think that's <laughs> really nice. I think, yeah, I think if you really, um, if you, if you honor that, you know, and, yeah, I, I could use a reset qu- quite a little bit. Thanks. Yeah. exactly. So, so, but I th- I think that's really nice. And yeah. And, and it's that same idea. Like we're like, we're agreed. We're aligned in terms of what we're trying to do here, how I'm trying to be, how you're trying to be. And, you know, we have to remind each other from time to time. And I, I, I think the sort of what reinforces that loop is, um, actually taking that reset a couple of nights ago and uh, getting my, my son ready for bed and, um, I think we we're just lying around, and he's like, you know, you're wise, Dad. Uh, like, are you going to be really wise when you're old? And I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be, and uh, and he goes, yeah, you, you won't yell so much, so, something like that. Wow. I was like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. Okay, I don't yell like you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, fami- I'm well familiar with what a lot of yelling in a in a household is like. But yeah, I, um, hilarious. it's happened. And I'm like, and we both agreed, this is not like this isn't serving anybody. Yeah. it's not it's not a great look it's not how I want to be it's not how he wants me to be so I like I like that we're having those conversations with our kids and like going okay you can hold me to a standard
1: Yeah, too. it has to go both ways otherwise like why would he respect your wishes if you don't respect his
0: well I'm I'm in on that like I feel like there's going to be some section of the population who are like nope what I said dad, you know what dad says sure, straight better. down
1: yeah <laughs> If anything, I, I, I want to give him the tools that I only learned later on in life, which is being able to—I don't wanna say cope—being able to recognize these different types of emotions and how they appear differently in different people, um, and being respectful of what they need, not just what you want to give them.
0: Yeah, that's kind of the um, you know golden rule, I guess, is you know treat somebody else you know how, how you want to be treated. But a friend of mine says the platinum rule is is treat somebody else how. They want to be treated. And yeah, like what, what our requirements are, what our asks are in a relationship are not necessarily the same. Totally. And that's, that's good, I think. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about is sort of being, being, being in the dad zone. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're sort of sure. um, maybe not in your athletic prime. You've got other priorities and responsibilities, but you want to do some <laughs> rec sports. Maybe you want to jump onto the field for uh, soccer or jump back into jujitsu whatever it might be. Uh, what, How would you think about keeping a body healthy and uh, rolling consistently?
1: Um, I actually changed the way I thought about it recently. I, I play. I have fun with training. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for a while, I, I like outsourced it so I don't have to think about it, so I can be present with and think about the things that matter most to me right then. So when Brody was younger, I joined a coaching group um, and they wrote the programs for me or I was, and then I was with a bunch of people. So I was with a bunch of coaches. We all kind of wrote each other program. Then I just kind of hired a group and I just did it for me. And now I kind of write my own things um, that best suit what I'm after at the time. Um, So in terms like right now I kind of train like, this is gonna sound a little excessive. I train six days a week, more or less, but they're not like an hour, two and a half hour lifts. It's like forty five minutes, maybe a day. It's mostly just to keep me sane, rather than it's like, go, let's go after a PR today, bro. It's more of like, let's just move and play, like that's it.
0: If we want to zoom out and and say, okay, maybe you're maybe you're doing this, or maybe you should be doing it. But if you want to jump into a rec sport, how would you think about um, keeping someone healthy and and consistent?
1: I wouldn't. I do find things that they like. I, I I literally give them this kind of questionnaire after our first couple of sessions together of the past month of training together, assuming we did once a week, so four sessions. What do you want to keep doing? What do you want to stop doing, and what's one thing you want to start doing of all the stuff that we've have done? They'll give me some sort of variation. they'll give me something they want to see more of, like more arms or more abs or more like stuff that'll give them quick feet in hockey, which is just a a buzz term but i know what they're trying to me they wanted to have a quicker turnover on uh, acceleration or power output or whatever it is so it, it just helps me change the language around certain exercises and helps find stuff that they equate to play versus working out because working out could be mon- monotonous like squat bench row, deadlift pull like and then everything is just like an iteration of those like just make it fancy, you know, add uh whatever, do it one arm, do it two arm, do it sideways, backwards, upside down, whatever. Like there's a billion to one different ways to do it. It's just like, yeah, if they find it fun, then they'll be engaged. Um, and just show them and then make that. Pro, uh, I want to say progressable, but not progressable, but like be able to track that, like, I don't like TRX rows, for example. I'm like, hey, TRX rows suck. Don't ever do them. Like, If you love them, do them, whatever. I don't like them that much. Um, They tend to fire up my neck. Every person I tend to train, like if you're doing directly underneath or like angled, they're, they're always doing like one of these afterwards or like let their head go back. Like, cool, like your neck getting jacked up. Not the best thing in the world, but like fine. Also, from like a performance standpoint, like how do you progress that? Like if they're parallel and you get their feet up, cool, you keep adding weight. Like, I, it's a lot more motivating for a person to be able to be like, okay, cool. I was at fifty pounds last week. Tick. Here's sixty pounds this week. There's a there's a, a fun little like protocol that I made for the the guys and gals um, last month. Essentially, it was like choose your own adventure. You have three different categories. One being like a cardio thing. So, for example, it's a five hundred meter row. It's a two fifty meter ski. Or uh 400 meter run and there was like 100 feet jacob's ladder or 150 jacob's ladder like choose one i don't care what you do choose one
0: uh for the for the folks that don't know what a jacob's ladder is explain this it's kind of neat oh it's the dumbest thing
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> i actually don't like it at all i prefer a climber. anyways so a jacob's ladder is a ladder think of the rungs on the ladder but it's on a 45 degree and it's pretty much a treadmill so, like, the higher you climb said ladder, the faster the belt moves. Um, and if you miss a wrong, there's pretty much just, like, a flat surface underneath. So, like, you'll just hit that surface. You're not really going to fall anywhere to your doom. And the Versa climber, which I like a lot better, it's less cerebral. So, it's, like, less thinking of what you're putting your hand on. It's more of just, like, move up and down in kind of, like, the frontal plane.
0: Um, and uh, Ivan I've Drago had one of those in Rocky Four, right?
1: Yes, indeed. That's, I mean, that's, that's where it's claimed to fame don't quote me on that <laughs> but yeah so so that's their like cardio portion Then next they'll have like a lower body portion for example 20 squats or 10 walking lunge each leg or um 20 deadlifts or whatever something and then they'll have an upper body portion they'll do like 15 push press or they'll do 20 push-ups or they'll do like five three or five pull-ups or they'll do um i don't know whatever it's kind of upper body something. essentially the idea of this like, kind of circuit is like you choose your own adventure giving them autonomy mm-hmm. um they choose a cardio portion a lower body strength and upper body strength and they got to do three sets per time
0: mm-hmm. and
1: the first week is just like figure it out it's okay like it's gonna kind of hurt a little bit but that's that's how it's supposed to go take your time but hurry up is the pace i tell them nice. um and uh, the second week is, okay, cool. It's week two, beat your time at all costs. You know what it's going to feel like. You know what you're doing. You know where you're going. You kind of got the technique down back. Let's go. And then week three, same thing. Let's beat it at all costs. And week four, you get to choose somebody else's adventure and beat their time. Yeah, so when they're like, oh, shit, I got to beat my time. I have no idea how I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm like, cool. You choose your neighbor's like adventure. You guys switch spots. Go get them. Godspeed. Do you a little
0: side quest is a palate cleanser. Exactly. I like that. So, okay. So you do have a, a, a timed element, but it sounds oh, like totally. all of these are sort of, uh, discrete units and a zillion opportunities to move your performance forward. Um, sure, yeah. you don't have to be so uh, rigid about what, what makes things better.
1: No, no, no. So the, the part I like about it is something of that kind of structure is it gives the population a I get to work with the opportunity to get like the heart rate up as well as work on their strength. I call it repeatability. Like if you're mm-hmm. fatigued, um, like, can you work under fatigue? I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not saying like your, you, your heart rate has to be 190 plus. Like, can you keep rolling when you're out of breath? Like that's, that's it. And then can you keep functioning at that rate? And it's not something that we do for 45 minutes. This three sets of this probably takes in between 11 to 20 minutes if they're ridiculously slow, or if they choose something that's like they're bad at.
0: How much rest was, in between?
1: Take your time to hurry up. It's on you.
0: Like okay it's three sets ready. non-stop. There is, like, on stuff like this, I find like there's a point of kind of um you're like, uh I'm aware of the fact that um resting any further is not going to actually help me. Yeah. <laughs> like well I, then i your weight
1: is ridiculous. Like yeah. I, I usually kind of delegate the weights. Like for, for a, a squat, for example, so one protocol that I like the best or like is the most, air quotes, enjoyable to me is at 500 meter row, 20 pushups with body weight, and then 20 squats with a 50 pound like dumbbell. So that's the standard for the guys and the, and for the men and the women, um, I'll use a 35 pound dumbbell and we'll either incline the pushups or drop them by five reps up to you.
0: So again, yeah, you're just kind of managing, managing challenge. 100%
1: I modified the variables so they finish around the same time and then inevitably I'll get some people some women who'll be like forget you I'm doing a 50 pound squat and all 20 push-ups I'm like great give her let's go like I'm, I'm all for it <laughs> it may take longer but let's go like
0: it's, it's fine some people work under the impression that well what we need a coach to do is set this um near impossible goal
1: yeah I I like to frame that as momentum other than motivation I think motivation is is short lived like motivation is like a spark or like the kindling once they start to see success within any endeavor like, for example, because we just mentioned it like this little choose your own adventure circuit, like from week one to week two, they're obviously going to get better times like they know where they're going, they know what it's going to feel like, and they kind of got the flow the law of like repeated exposure they've done the way they're ready it's going to be easier on their body they will be less sore they'll be so like they're going to get a better time and just by them getting a better time like holy shit i can do this i'm i'm better and then they're like okay hey, cool so i can do this again and i can beat it next week and i like, got stronger and like when the reality is just adaptation and we are very privy to this because we've seen it over and over and over again in our field but motivation when it comes to like working out or building I don't know, better behaviors or whatever you want to label it as. I kind of see it as like just just get started. Like let's I'll, I'll do it with you. Let's gain some momentum together, and then you can kind of do it on your own. I'll be here. Like I'm, I'm right behind you, like the equivalent of my son riding his bike for the first time. Like I'm holding your t-shirt. If you fall, I got you. I'll pick you up. But like you're gonna be leading this charge. I'm passing you the torch. I'll be right behind you.
0: Nice. Yeah, I think it's. Um... It's that combo of high standards and high support too. Yeah. We're gonna ask go. people for a lot. We gotta support the shit out of them. Yeah.
1: 100
0: <laughs> percent Yeah. Support the shit out of them like that. <laughs> yeah. Love that, man. And then kind of turning that lens to um, let's let's say you have like my son's six, uh, he's gonna start soccer next week. I'm not necessarily thinking about, you know, any any kind of uh organized prep or trying to do anything fancy I'm really not I just want to have a good time but I'm thinking about yesterday I went to the park he was playing out with a bunch of neighborhood kids and they're like we got to wrap this early we need these kids to go to bed their first day of school is tomorrow Jeff will you run them around so I was like so so I did we did some uh you know change of direction drills and they and then they decided they just organized into running around the park <laughs> Um at first first it was a race and then you had kids who wanted to take their time and kids who wanted to race then you had kids who wanted to take their time kids who wanted to race on the grass kids who wanted to race on the concrete none of this was for me um they organized it but it was like okay if we're going to do something um what's a fun thing to do uh that will you know will maybe help them feel a little more equipped on the field anything uh that crosses your mind when we talk about that 6 year olds 6 year olds
1: let him play. Like let, let him. Yeah. So my son actually just finished soccer. It's funny how different provinces have different um schedules. So he ran soccer pretty much throughout the summer. And he finished last week or two weeks ago. It's all the same to me. But um essentially they played games, something like Duck Duck Goose. Um, like there's like a hundred balls in the middle, all the kids sit inside the net, which I think is more like a herding cats thing than an or Then like this is the proper place to sit. Um, and then They're like, all right, everybody, go run to the middle, get a ball, and bring it back. So there's kids like going to grab it with their hands, like, no, no, no hands, because they're teaching their four years. They're teaching the rules and all that. Um, But the majority of that was explaining it. It was very time-consuming, explaining to four-year-olds, like, this is the rules of soccer this is what you're supposed to do like just let them like and the best time they had is when they were playing for the last 20 minutes or 15 minutes like it was just chaos like like everyone like following the ball kids were like jumping on each other there's other kids like pulling the shirt if they ran in front but like kids were stepping on each other with cleats there's one always crying one like was building a dirt castle Pure chaos. Like. And then another kid comes in and everyone's wrestling It's 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 like it's a mess but it's self-organized mess, and then you see some kids like once they're done building a castle or they're done wrestling, they jump back into the game, like when they're ready. Brody loves soccer. Like he says, "I like the, I like the part when we start to play."
0: That's a thing I've noticed. Kids around like kind of five and six will do. It's like you want to play? Yeah. All right. Well, first, let me explain the rules to you for fifteen minutes. And and uh, but probably in part because people have been doing that to them. We were out playing. We we're just kicking the ball around the in, the in the field a few nights ago, and a, a dad a, a dad came by, and his kid was there and was and, and was playing, and he was very clearly like super into soccer, and used to, you know trying to get them to do drills, and he's like, "Does your son play?" I said, "Oh, he's going to start out in a, in a start up in a group again in a, in a couple of weeks," and he was like, "Yeah, I you know we tried them, but they don't talk about like strategy at all." Or or like what the, you know, kind of the deeper rules are. And I'm like, they're <laughs> <60s?" laughs> Strategy. It's <laughs> wrong with you, man? I think, Too intense, dude. I think maybe one one thing at a time. Like, yeah. you're supposed to kick this. And <laughs> yes. if there's only one thing to think about. This goes here. Get, a, they've <laughs> got a task. Get the ball from point A to point B. And you just help them reset. You remind them. Hey, by the way, it's with your feet. This is a manage, manageable level of um, challenge and and in you know for their memory and and all that and then later on you know later on we'll put it all together like voltron right
1: yeah there you go <laughs> The power rangers there. um but yeah so <laughs> the that's what i found worked is just like okay you're on the blue team blue team scores there they're on the red team red team scores there and even that was a lot like even that was like consuming enough being like Hey, go, Brody. That's the wrong event. Okay, you scored. Yay. Like nobody. Still scoring. Yeah, everyone just, whatever, you know.
0: And there, there's always some kid who's trying to reset the rules the whole time. Yeah. It's like, no. You're doing it wrong. Well, I, yeah, yeah <laughs> no, no, you, you have kid. to do your <laughs> goal this way.
1: Good. No one <laughs> likes you. Stop talking.
0: <laughs> it's, it's a little, you know, and again, like helping navigate that. Helping navigate that and, totally. and keeping it fair and everything, I think. Yeah. We, we can do with relatively minimal intervention. Most of the time I, I just try to give them the space to figure this stuff out. But, you know, but I think you can give it a nudge. Like, I, and maybe I'm wrong on this because I think philosophically I'm a minimalist, but I do believe sometimes you can give it a little nudge to keep the gameplay smooth and not get bogged down. In, yeah, um,
1: especially the with, these, with these age groups. What I saw was, I mean, first off, there was like teenagers coaching, um, which is no fault of their own. They just don't have experience coaching. They're literally like high school teenagers um yeah and i was like don't try and hurt them like just just let them play like do a do a super quick like explanation of the rules that of a game you're playing and let them figure it out inevitably you're gonna have three or four kids like wrestling like my son uh saw his best friend there they changed schools like a couple weeks ago so all they did was wrestle and then when the ball came by them they both like feverishly went to play with the ball one of them scored it's like yeah hug high five like jump around and then wrestling again you know it's just like It's just mass chaos, but the best thing you can do is just give them, it seems like the best thing you can do is just give them like general guidance and let them figure it out. Like just be there to support them like you're, like you're saying.
0: Yeah. Don't be a buzzkill. (laughs) How can folks, uh, work with you?
1: Uh, you can reach out to me. I guess the easiest way is through Instagram at coach underscore rich on Instagram or Adam power. Um, E M P W R. And uh, they can reach out to me through there if they're in the Montreal area. If they are not, then uh, there are some virtual options that we can explore
0: together. I'll put it all in the show notes. Good. Thanks, man. I'll put a lot in the show notes while we're at it. And that includes the book we referenced at the beginning of today's discussion, some workout resources so you can get a better idea of what Rich was describing, if you have thoughts or questions about today's episode or would like to share a story of where you lost it and got it back, you can go to dadstrength.com feedback. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Special thanks to my guest, Coach Rich Thaw. The Dad Strength Podcast is an unlearning network production, titled music by Daniel Ross. We'll see you soon.